up. The, the sun is, is shining, feels like brighter than ever. The air just felt so crisp on me. And I, I just, I couldn't stop grinning, man. We've been waiting for this day for so long. But we finally got our win last night. We had a great time. We were jumping up and down for a good amount of the game. Uh, I really injured my hand on a really aggressive high five <laughs> with you. I was just going <laughs> to say, my hand is still hurting. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was rowdy. We got our first win. We are now the victorious Inter-Miami podcast, baby. Yes, we are, sir. We are we're, – we're, we're here, man. I was about to say we're back, but we're just here. We, we took the league by notice last night with one hell of a performance. And – Jay said it. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast was absolutely thrilled. We put up three goals on our rival, which made it so much sweeter. But revenge. Yeah, it was a sweet. Sweet, sweet dish. It was sweet. Magnifico. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George. Uh, if you do not already, please follow us on social media. That's Instagram and Facebook at Intermami Podcast. Very simple. You will be able to see exclusive content such as the ones we were putting out yesterday as we were at the stadium, which we're going to get into uh, pregame, hanging out with the supporters groups, getting rowdy, having a good time. Check out our website, intermimipodcast.com. Shoot us an email, Jay and Alex at intermimipodcast.com. And I want to give a shout out to some new countries. We've had a pretty big spike in listenership. So thank you very much to the fans as always. But welcome Israel. Welcome Ukraine, El Salvador, Croatia, Belgium, Denmark. And I can't remember if Sweden is a new country or not, but we're going to show Sweden some love. Uh, again, if we haven't already, uh, that's awesome to see that many new countries joining in. Thank you so much. Uh, tell your friends to subscribe. Check out the podcast. You'll get notified the day it drops. We're worldwide, baby. We are literally, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's international. Like it, uh, David Beckham. I mean, everyone loves him, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, if there's one reason to follow the team, that's probably it. But as Jay said, huge, huge spike in listenership and as he said as well there is exclusive content dropping on our ig we were actually with uh, grotta 305 at the stadium yesterday too doing a little bit of joint uh instagram live for actually the first time i had ever experienced in that jay i'm yeah, sure that was yeah. the first time you did but <laughs> you, were, uh, you were living <laughs> the grotta living it was yeah, funny that was great that was great that's teamwork um, oh man also but it's exclusive great. though check out our, our interview series we've done not only with us with all the supporters groups but also with the players we got luis robles twice Jerome Kisavetter, Luis Argudo, Will Trap, Ben Sweat, Dylan Nilas. Nilas, check all that good stuff out as well. Yes, and actually on that note, Jay and myself have been in talks with potentially a new type of series with the supporters groups. There was a ton of great feedback that everybody shared with us, really getting to know the leaders of these groups and also the inside and out to see if it was something that they wanted to do and join. And, you know, Jay and myself, this is something from day one that we have been urging people to go out and do just go check it out it's a very friendly environment bring your family bring your kids uh it's a great great scene so yes we are talks about putting together a potential second series with the supporters groups. Ooh, a little follow-up man i dun, dun, i, I dun. like where this is headed honestly um but let's go ahead and get into this back back to the revenge talk we had the Copa revenge del tour. soul the revenge tour <laughs> of copa del soul round two and, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, this rivalry is on. Oh, it's on, Jay. It is on. It was a great first match in the MLS's back as tournament. But I think I butchered that again. But, oh, well, we're just going to move on. That tournament is done with. <laughs> because as we saw last night, we got that dub. So, Orlando, that victory a few weeks ago is going to help you down here, baby. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude, and, and don't feel bad. Like even the the announcers for the local uh, news station, I think they called him Francisco Pizarro, and then someone Ooh. butcher. It was like uh, Jerome Robles, and I was like, what? that oh. was from like one of the listen, announcers listen. too. If, like, if we're, we're doing all right. If it's us mispronunciating names, that's okay. But that's just pure disrespect. Yeah, but it, dude, it's it's all right. We're on. Compared to everyone else, we actually we don't mess up nearly as, as much as we probably should, so it's fine. Um, we do the best we can. Exactly, but we rolled out. We we were we were able to see uh, Vice City, and then made our way down to the Siege. Southern Legion was also there. Uh, our boys uh, from the Northern Pack were there as well. We I wonder how many individual pink smoke bombs oh. were. There was a moment my eyes were hurting just because there was just, just so much smoke. <laughs> it was bonkers, man. I think that everybody, too, uh, we, we did keep it real, though. I mean, we kept co social distancing for the most part. Jay was a little bit close to me at a few times, but, you know, he got a little nervous with the smoke bombs going off. But, uh, <laughs> no, everyone was wearing their masks, doing a good job, hooting and hollering. It was uh, it was truly an event. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people saw a lot of the social media going around with videos of the event. And, you know, if you were local, I really hope that you had the chance to go experience that. We do have another game home on Wednesday so that potentially you can go out and check this out. So, you know, it was pretty cool, though. We had people on the sides of the streets, you know, staying apart from one another. And we had cars driving down. I think one guy even tried to, put, yeah, tried to put cones out in the middle of the road trying yeah, to like block the, everybody. They, the supporters, like, literally <laughs> shut down that whole street. There were people trying great. to get through and, like, had no idea what was happening. Yeah, I, I felt bad for, like, the family of four that was just coming back from Publix trying to get home. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get some some items for dinner and now there's You're a like, bunch Mom, of what is this bunch of hooligans <laughs> waving flags uh, yelling and popping smoke bombs so you uh, can't even see across the street that's la familia for you there 100 though but we got a lot to talk about we obviously have the game that happened on saturday night we are dropping this podcast on monday morning for everyone we do have a quick turnaround with our next game against atlanta but you know, Jay, without further ado, why don't you go ahead and give us like a quick rundown of the game through your eyes, sir? Yeah, so the boys came out of the gates real strong pretty much instantly. There was no lag or getting up to speed or, in or anything. They, they came out looking great, very sharp passing. Uh, they were actually successfully moving the ball all over the field from, from the back line through the midfield into the attack. It was very nice to see. Um, you there was a little bit of sketchiness in like the fifth uh, or sixth minute with Pellegrini when he went for that audacious tackle from behind and uh, on 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 Jao Matinho, uh, very could have got a, a definite yellow for sure. The the ref uh, let him off easy, uh, but in the twelfth minute, Carranza intercepts a pass from Orlando, immediately passes to Pizarro, and they both just take off on the left side of the field. Uh, Carranza then makes an overlapping run to Pizarro's left. And with patience uh, and just skill, Pizarro dishes this ball out into the box. Carranza bangs it home with his left foot on the near post, slots for his first goal and the first goal at our home stadium. It was beautiful. Got to feel good. It, 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 yeah, for him to, to go through the injuries and trying to you know get up to game speed, had to feel great. Almost scored again in the 14th minute. Uh, beautiful touch uh, by a defender. Stopped his ball as it was coming off his foot that was in the box. Uh, and then... Um, in the 18th minute, Orlando was able to equalize behind uh, DK's massive, massive body. He's a that big boy. Dude, that for, guy's huge. For a rookie, that dude is a full-bodied individual. He is absolute a monster. And there was like it was his third attempt in the box that he just kept fighting for. He got the third one, goes past Robles. They tie it up. But it wasn't too long after that. 23rd minute, off a beautiful cross from Ben Sweat. Carranza connects with a 
gorgeous high arcing rainbow header into the top left corner of the goal. As Ray Hudson said, this is a magisterial goal of the highest order and not just from the goal scorer. Big shout out to Ben you Sweat gotta, you, you for that dirty left foot. Give us a little bit better of a, of, of a, give us, give want, us a little bit more oomph in that, Jay. Come on, uh, bud. <laughs> oh dear. All right. It's magisterial goal of the highest order. And not just from the scorer. Coranza rises like a salmon out of a river in a fresh water stream. Better? Everybody. <laughs> Bravo. That's, that's my Bravo. Best, right? <laughs> I can tell you're genuinely impressed by that. So, I, all right. I'm thrilled. There we go. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful header, man. And, and to, to score a second goal and to get the brace at the home opener, man, unreal. Uh, they go in for, uh, for the half, and then they come out, and in the 40th minute, right off the bat, man, we are just firing on all cylinders in this game. Perzaro scores our third goal off a beautiful bit of combination play with Morgan passing uh, to Fagal, really up to the right corner. Fagal then just backheeling it back to Morgan. Morgan sends it into the box on the first touch. Uyoya gets ahead to it. Drops the ball right basically on the penalty spot in the box where Pizarro is just lurking. And Pizarro didn't wait either. He took it right off the volley into the right corner of the goal. It was beautiful one-touch combo play. This is the style we were promised, and you can see it starting to come together. Thrilled the ball landed at Pizarro's foot because, honestly, we looked at each other and we're like, that was the one guy on the team that there was confidence that he was going to catch that ball with poise not panic, not mm -hmm. jank it off to the right or to the left, but put it in the back of the net. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it, it was It was just really awesome, about five seconds of play. Just It was quick. Phenomenal. A lot of players involved. It, it was really great. Like you said, it all started with Nico on the right side with the back heel kick to Lewis Morgan, and that was yeah. just sexy in its own well, it was heart. Morgan to, to, to Nico, the Nico right back, the yeah. Morgan off. It was just very quick, and, and, and everything was executed perfectly. Then moments later, Pizarro blasts one from the top right corner of the box, only to be denied by the post. Probably the most beautiful miss you'll ever see. It, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was absolutely stunning. I think the miss got more highlights than actual goals. It could have been. I mean, if that, oh, that it was so close to dropping. It would have just been something you would remember for years, for sure. Um, the defense played great as well. Reyes made a beautiful slide tackle in the box to deny uh, DK of, of a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, it, if he didn't make the play, it would have been DK DK one on one with Robles, and I mean that guy's pretty damn good. He probably would have would have been able to get that past him. Uh, then in the seventy seventh minute, some changes were made. Right, we've been up in games and we've lost games in the second half. So big emphasis on kind of how Diego Alonso decides to secure this game. And so again, seventy seventh minute, they made some subs and they changed up the formation. Um, they moved into a five three two compared to when they came out in a three four two one. Um, but uh, went 5-3-2 for a bit more of defensive security. Subbed off uh, Mati Pellegrini for Breck Shea. Andres Reyes, apparent injury, was limping on his right foot when he came off the field, but he was subbed out for Dylan Nealis. And then Lewis Morgan uh, was subbed off for Mikey Ambrose. Uh, Fagal stayed really on the right side with Nealis on the exterior of him. And then LGP stayed central. Ben Sweat moved into the back line, and then Mikey was flanking Ben on his left side. And then in the 92nd minute, Carranza was subbed off for Kisavetter, which I think was probably more of a, a stall time tactic to kill the, the ex extra time. But I really would have loved to see, you know, Kisavetter get a better shot, maybe a sub in like the 70th or 80th minute because Carranza proved his, what he did his job. He had a yellow card. I would have liked to see him come off earlier and, and Kis get a shot. 
Yeah, I, th thanks for that, Jay. And I think that the big thing that stood out to my mind, too, after that recap is that, you know, as you said, you know, we, we had been up in the back third of a few matches, I think it is even. But what was it always that was inhibiting us as a team? It was those mental gaps or those mental breaks in the game. And I'm talking about the slightest of the slight. You know, the game against New York that we played as our last game in the tournament, you know, with one misplay that probably took a total of five seconds to get over, we lost the game. So last night against Orlando City, we didn't really have or a very minimal mental lapses. Yeah, no, they played a, a really complete game. I mean, they looked great. That looked like a team that could beat any team in this league mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. if, if they could be consistent. Now, the thing is, you know, we got this game coming up on Wednesday against Atlanta, which we're going to talk about, but can we keep that up, right? I hope this isn't a one-game thing. I hope this is just the, the, the everyone just finally growing and us becoming a complete team. Just wanted to run through, just real quick, the first half stats. Uh, both teams had six shots. Uh, we had three on target. Orlando City had two on target. No corners in the first half. We had six fouls. Orlando had seven. So we're basically kind of neck and neck. Yellow cards. Orlando had one. We did not get any until the second half. Both keepers had one save. The kind of shocking part Possession. We only had possession 36% of the time hmm. in the first half and 64% of the time uh, Orlando had it. Now, it didn't really seem like that on the field, but given that gap in percentage, we were pretty lethal when we had the ball. And it honestly stayed the same because the, the full-time stats, our total possession, we had 35% and Orlando at 65%. But, um, I mean, you talk about being efficient. There it is right there, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that's actually curious because I think the first half, even when we were talking to our friends, you know, I, again, hit us up on Instagram, D, uh, DM. We were talking to probably about 30, 40 people or so during this match. So always, you're more than welcome to. We appreciate it. So we were talking, and actually a lot of the talk was about the possession. And for you to turn around those stats is pretty curious. But I think to your point, too, the possession was so crisp and so clean that it really seemed like we had the ball for a lot longer. And at least when we did have the ball, it was much more beautiful and pretty possessions of the ball. It wasn't playing hot potato and, you know, I don't want the ball, you take it, and now, okay, let's run around right here and then get the ball stolen from us. So there's a lot more of cohesion going on, which I could appreciate. Yeah, I'd say a lot more confidence and, and, and more people, because some of these games look like nobody really even wanted the ball, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And now it's looking like, hey, we're going to be more assertive. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to be creative in the midfield really allow Pizarro to not have to play the, the role of being the only guy with the ball in midfield, but free him up so he can roam free and, and really impact the game in so many areas. He touches, it feels like he's involved in, in every single attacking build-up that leads to a goal. Yeah, and that was the big thing that we talked about as a takeaway. It was just the kind of felt like people are falling more into their natural positions. And it's a little bit curious because we actually, you know, as we saw yesterday, we don't have Blaise Matuidi on the team yet. He's still working through the visa types of paperwork to get us on the team. Hopefully, he'll be here in the next one to two to potentially three weeks. But Pizarro was playing very much in his position. He was playing like a playmaker. He wasn't forced into an attacking role because we just didn't have the skill up front to get it done. And I think in the same breath, we could see that at maybe a lesser factor for people like Will Trapp. But also the big kind of adjustment that I saw as well was Ben Sweat. Ben Sweat moving up to the midfield. And we saw the goal that he put on Carranza. But it seemed like he and Nico kind of had more, I guess, freedom to roam around the field a little bit more and play to their natural abilities. Yeah, it does. And I think that's that's a great position for him to play for us because, you know, he even mentioned when, when we spoke with him, when we interviewed him, like how important it is to, to have a left foot on that left side just for – you know, assist and, and crossing and, and we movement. Saw it. 
And it's good because it allows him more freedom. He will be up in the attack much more than he would be if he was just a left back, you know, getting up to the attack, you know, here and there, but not consistently. And then if we really need him, if we need help on defense, he can just drop back and get into his natural, mm -hmm. you know, uh, left back role. So it's really good. It, that, that was really interesting to say or see rather. And yeah, and to your point, you know, Pizarro had a lot more freedom in, in, in could be more creative with this play because now with Carranza scoring twice in the first 23 minutes, the defense had to respect our, our, our men up front. They had to. Otherwise, in the past, it was, you know, Pizarro is the playmaker on the team. So you don't really, you know, he gets the importance and then not really so much elsewhere. But with Carranza being a threat, now they got to focus on him and it frees up Pizarro. Yeah. And even going back to just the original set of expectations, right? Because I think disappointment is stemmed from expectations. We are still an expansion team. And I think that we want our team to be so much farther in advance. We got to realize that last night, or I'm sorry, on, on Saturday was our sixth game played as a squad and not to mention, oh yeah, there was a giant or is a giant pandemic going on outside, which screws up everything that you're naturally used to. So I think that the team's still finding its identity and I think last night was a huge opportunity and a big step forward in finding that identity and really living up to that. And, you know, let's see, we got to put a cut together a couple wins. You know, it's 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 just one win right now. So we can see if we can put together the next win. No, you're you're 100 percent right They're They're trying to find their rhythm, I think, too, because it's been such a start There's You know, it's kind of start and stop season. Right. Yeah. So in um, keep in mind, Matuidi's not here and we don't even have our third DP yet. Yep. Yep. Those so are the, big the fact factors. that they played this well without all that. We're looking bright. I, it's confident. Yeah, and I mean, keep in mind, too, ladies and gentlemen, we are playing some pretty tough talent. I mean, even Atlanta is the fourth team in the East when we play them on Wednesday. So we're not playing Bush League teams. And, you know, to your point, once we have Blaise Matuidi on our team and still have that DP slot, like a lot of the teams in the MLS, I'd tell you pretty much damn near everyone has all three of their DP slots already taken. Yeah, no, exactly. And we don't. So um again the fact that we can play like this with, with still missing those pieces we're only gonna be better once we do have those pieces absolutely so you know i mean listen hats off to ben sweat thought he played a hell of a game also mateus pellegrini i thought he put together the best game that he has in an inner miami uniform agreed he was running all over the place giving it his all you can see he's starting to get comfortable adapting to this league Alonzo style of play. So really great showing from him because that's something we invested in. That's our young DP. We see a bright mm -hmm. future. We put up the money for it. So to see him continue to blossom is going to be beautiful. Yeah, it was great to see LGP out there too. I know he he might have got a little bit, uh, I don't know, bodied or so in, <laughs> in the box by DK. I mean, yeah. then again, I would get bodied by DK. Anybody would get bodied, I, yeah, bodied like by that's DK. That's a big load right there. I mean, maybe not Roman Torres, but yeah. you know, that would be a battle. But you know, just seeing him out on the pitch, I know he was excited to get going on our team. Um, really excited to see him out there. I think that he's going to be a big piece of the puzzle moving forward. Again, he was an MLS all-star in 2019, and he was part of Atlanta United's championship run. So definitely a strong, strong player. So overall, I'm just I'm just thrilled with how this thing turned out. Jay, I know. I know the last 15 minutes of the game kind of had us on our on the edge of the seats a little <laughs> yeah, bit or playing a little bit defensive, which, you know, I'm kind of curious to hear your your take on this. I know me, myself, I, I'm someone who hates to watch a team, you know, play not to lose. And I felt like that's kind of the position that we took was a very defensive. Whenever we grab the ball, we kind of clear it out. Um, but I'm curious, 
What was your take on the back 15 minutes and the strategy put together by Diego? I mean, I'm right there with you, right? It's uh, it's nail biting. I mean, you, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure uh, like, escalates. <laughs> um, we were looking. I mean, we were sitting there nervously through the you know the last 15, 10, 15 minutes, and then of course the the five minutes of of uh, extra time. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more, you know, pushing for uh, our attack to go on. But, you know, I think it really comes down to we've let a couple games slip away in the, in the second half. And I think that's something that Alonzo's aware of. And that's something that he wants to, to show that, hey, he can secure these games. So I think changing the formation, uh, you know, in, into, you know, having five on the back line was showing that. And, you know, it was scary because Nani got to get a got a goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now there's only, you know, one goal differential. And we didn't want to tie. We wanted to win. So yeah. uh, it was nervous. I understand um, the tactics. I'm glad it worked out because sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah, and this time it did. And I thought we played fantastic. I mean, every, everybody played – it was the best game we played as a collective unit from start to finish. And, again, it just goes back to those mental breaks. If we play to the top level that we can and, and not have those lapses for 5 to 10 to 15 seconds, man, once we get Blaze and fill our DP slot, man, we're, we're not a team you want to play. No, we're not. And, and something that impressed me is Karanz is a big guy himself. He is. And he really holds his own, and he can get physical – uh, he can body people as well. I can't wait to see him continue to grow. And as well. we have Robbie coming back. He rejoined the team. It seems like he was going through a little bit of the process of going through. I think it's some type of uh, quarantine protocol right now that he's trying to get back on track. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know these protocols suck. You know, same thing with with, with Blaze. Blaze is dealing mm-hmm. with the P one visa issue, but of course, COVID protocols as well. So, um, you know, my my last takeaway, man, is uh, <laughs> we've joked about this kind of nickname. I don't think we've ever said it, but uh, the postman's gonna send it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Morgan is is the postman, the postal service, the UPS, FedEx, all in one. This the balls he will service in are just beautiful. Such an asset, I think, of an overlooked asset on the team because everyone wants to focus on you know the goals. But uh, Lewis, serious creator, another great game uh, from Lewis Morgan, and just continues to uh, to exceed expectations. Can't wait for him to actually net a goal. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, has he he hasn't put in a goal yet this year? He got the goal taken away got, in yep. Dallas. That's right. That's what happened. Yep. But and then he had a cross, or I don't know, was it a shot? He might tell you it was a cross because it didn't go yeah, in. He, he might have thought sucker. it was a it was a shot, but he that. he'd won that 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 barely missed. Kind of similar to Pizarro, but um, I'll tell you what, bud. Overall, I'm smiling right now. I know we were, you are. We were having a, a, a great time. It's just so good to finally get that win, especially in our home opener, and especially against our rival. To to you know to just get it back, put man. it back in their place, just, man. We'll be here all day. They we'll be here. Come down that. all the time. The we'll be back. back. Yeah. It's totally fine. But but no, I mean, a few more takeaways before we move into a little bit more news around the team and inner Miami until we get down to the breakdown of Atlanta United is just. Two things, really, Jay. One is that I love to see players play more freely across the pitch, and I thought that people were playing their natural positions, and I thought that it was evident on the television. I thought, number two, man, I know you and I are pretty feisty guys, but I love the fact that our team is feisty. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's great to see. Um, you know, I love I love seeing Nico body people. Love it. Um, I was a little Carranza. scared in the, in the sixth minute, though, like with, with, with you know, Mateus Pellegrini, 
with that slide from behind. So, you know, let's be smart about it. But uh, we got the physicality, which is nice. Which I like a lot. But, you know, as we talked about, you know, there is some news around the world of Inner Miami that is unrelated to our first victory against Orlando City. But we had already talked about it. Blaze is still working through the process. So we got a couple messages, you know, hey, is Blaze going to play today? Um, no, that's not the case. We probably won't see him against Atlanta. We honestly probably won't see him against uh, the, our next game as well. So we'll stay close to that situation, update everybody as we do find out more information. Um, and then another big news, too, is Robbie Robinson rejoining the team. You know, he wasn't playing in this game against Orlando City. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll probably be waiting towards game time to see if he is playing against Atlanta United. But we would love to have him back on the team. And I mean, Jay, I, you know, we had posted about it, you know, what was it last night, but we may have found our number nine and have mm -hmm. Robbie Robinson come back to the team to solidify that and add a little bit more depth. It, it kind of opens up the realm of possibilities for that last DP slot. Yeah. I, I think almost everyone has been complaining that we need a nine and I think we might've had it all along. Uh, Carranza had a great showing and I think, um, you know, you, you kind of, you reassure the fan base that maybe we're, we're, we're better than we think. You know, I know a lot of people were concerned about that. And he was there to, to relieve the pain and say, hey, I'm here. I got this. Let me hold it down. Yeah. I mean, listen, don't look too quick, but we start tying a few W's together, man. We we're playoff bound here. We are no longer the worst team no. in the league. We no. are now this the second worst because we're we're ahead of um, NYCFC now on goal differential. So. We're progress here. Let's make progress every week. It feels good. And you know what that means? We're definitely the best one in five team in the league. We're definitely the best one in five team in the league. We're definitely, we are the best team in the league that does not have a sponsor on their jersey. That's a fact. <laughs> well, I guess we got a half sponsor with Baptist on the sleeve. Yeah, you got a little action on it. But um, let's go ahead and, uh, and roll this up to other news around the team. Um, wanted to go ahead and... Uh, discuss the kind of other team we got playing out of the stadium. Fort Lauderdale CF secured yet another win. And 15-year-old Felipe Valencia becomes USL's youngest ever scorer. Fort Lauderdale CF beat North Texas SC. If you had SC in your name in, in Florida, you're getting beat. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so youngest player previously held by Canadian International and young Bayern star Alfonso Davies, who is playing right now as we speak in the UEFA Champions League final. Uh, but Valencia is part of Miami's U-17 team after uh, playing for local Kendall SC. And he was also one of 36 players called into the first training camp for the United States U-15 Ooh. side. Guy's got a bright future. Shout out, shout out Felipe. Congrats on uh, on that um, record. Yeah, shout out, Felipe. God, man, that, that's impressive. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Our, 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 our USL team started this runoff, and we've, we've chopped up three dubs in a row from there. They're starting to win. Uh, sorry, I was taking a drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's awesome to see. Uh, keep it up, boys. I'm sure we'll be picking, picking some of them out of there to join the, uh, the Inter-Miami squad. So uh, very, very good. Yeah, and the other last bit of news that we did want to share, uh, someone did get traded from Inter-Miami. Uh, this is, I think, our second or third trade uh, for the team uh, thus far this season. But Mr. Grant Lillard uh, gets traded in exchange for a third-round pick in the 2021 MLS uh, draft, or I'm sorry, 
super draft and he was traded to the Columbus crew. So it was good to have Grant on the team. I know we were bummed that we didn't get to see him out on the pitch. The dude is a physical specimen, but you know, obviously our back line's pretty well, pretty well put together. So we mm. wish him the best of luck. And again, we'll see what that brings us in the future. But Jay, you, you know what didn't happen and you know what that trade means, right? What's that mean, bud? Still got David Norman Jr. on the squad, baby. Still got Dave on the team. David! One day we're going to see you play and we are looking forward to it. In um, case I didn't make the invite loud enough, this is an official invite on the Inner Miami podcast, man. You're number <laughs> one. We need you on the pod. Need We need David Norman Jr. on this pod already. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, enroll into... Uh, kind of what we got coming up on Wednesday. I'll tell you what, we don't have to wait a week. We don't have to wait another month for a game. We only have to wait four days. All of all of the next you know games are four days apart. So we're playing on Wednesday, 8 p.m. at home against Atlanta United, which we were supposed to be playing July 23rd, my birthday, a month ago from the recording of this. But, hey, now we get to play them. And unfortunately, we will not be there. Another game closed to fans, but we'll probably show up early, party with the supporters groups. We encourage everyone else to social come on and do that. distance, social partying, distancing. Jay, get wear, it right. wear a mask. 2020, bro. But come out because it is a scientific fact that pink smoke bombs kill COVID <laughs> when it's in the air. But only if you're on the east side of the road. Yeah, from exactly. From times of 4 to 8 p.m. Only if you're wearing Inter-Miami gear. <laughs> yeah, and only if you're wearing Inter-Miami <laughs> gear. But but Jay said it. Uh, we're, we're, ta- we're talking games in a couple days. Uh, Atlanta is 3-0-3, three, three, which means that they have three wins, three losses, and a total of nine points. They're 1-3 in their last four matches, too, but that doesn't mean that they are a soft or poor opponent. They are fourth in the Eastern Conference. Team is pretty good. Uh, Obviously, at the beginning of the season, they lost Josef Martinez to a torn, was it ACL or an MCL or probably everything? It could be both. It could be both, to be honest. But the team has been having a little bit of bad luck. But again, fourth best team in the East, so no pushover. They actually played the same night we did. Um, Pity Martinez came in, scored twice in the final five minutes of each half. Uh, Atlanta United played, uh, and they actually the first match was Steven Glass, who took the reins of the team from Frank DeBoer, who was sent packing. A lot of people were surprised, have a lot of friends who are big Atlanta United supporters up there in the ATL, and they were, you know, I wouldn't say that they were surprised necessarily, but it was some big news. So they did go ahead and take down Nashville SC. Uh, two to zero on Saturday in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we got our our, our hands worked out for us. Our work. How, how does that say, Jay? Our work. <laughs> our work cut, cut out, out for there us. There we go. You know, there sometimes these words, man. We'll figure it out. We're figuring. Yeah, I mean, they they toasted Frank DeBoer uh, just after poor MLS's back showing. So, uh, but again, you can't sleep on the team. I mean, they were a, a playoff contender uh, last year. Um, but again, you know, you can fall from grace quick, and a, a team can let you go. Uh, PT Martinez, major threat. Uh, Ezekiel Barco, also uh, Emerson Hyman uh, or Hinman. They they've got some talent. Um, you know, I like this this extra little reporting that you've done here, buddy. That, that's level two stats, Jay. Go ahead and drop that one. Oh man, I got some fire for you. But you think you thought our forwards were poor? <laughs> 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 well, I can say I found a team with poorer. Um, so since Yosef's uh, injury, no forward has scored on Atlanta United. That is a shocking statistic, given the fact that we are six games into this season. 
Yeah, no, uh, that's going to be difficult. Someone's going to have to step up for them for sure. Because you know, <laughs> how many successful teams just have a midfield? Who knows? I know that was our <laughs> our our struggle. So honestly, my heart goes out to you, Atlanta. I feel for you. I yeah. know I know what it's like. I don't I, I don't feel that way anymore because my boy Carranza reassured me that he's the man for the job. But you know, I hope you guys can figure something out until uh, until Joseph Martinez comes back because he is a beast and he might not be out for the season because due to the delay. The ACL might heal up by if they can make playoffs by playoff time. You know? Yeah, I mean, listen, this team right now could look substantially different come a few months. But, you know, it, there, there's a lot of football to be played still. And I think Miami is right now just on the cusp of this. So, you know, I know we're stoked. Like Jay said, we're no longer waiting for, you know, one month, you know, or five months or geez, almost 20 years for our next game, right? You know, we're a few days away from this, which is pretty exciting because if you're an Inter-Miami fan, we got a lot of football for you. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and, you know, we do have some uh, some good old player rumors that I – I love this list you've compiled, Jay. It's a, it's a list of bangers, man. And, <laughs> and these are people we have at least attempted to, to speak with uh, due to circumstances. So I want everyone to kind of follow this over the next few weeks. Um, as many of you guys are aware, uh, Barcelona is not playing in the Champions League final because they got molly whopped by Bayern 8-2. Leo Messi is no longer happy, and he actively uh, wants to leave. He said he's more out than he is in. We have attempted to offer him more money than he was currently making at Barcelona, which is at a substantial amount of dinero. Uh, so keep an eye on that. There's so many other teams interested in him. So it depends on where his head is at. Uh, one that could be realistic, as we've talked about, Luis Suarez wanting to come to the MLS. Uh, they are going to be getting rid of him. They don't want him to even stay the the extra year. So it uh, looks like he could be a possibility. And Edison Cavani asked for more money towards the, 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 the finish line with Benefica. And Benefica straight up said no pulled the rug out and said they're moving on. So uh, this was a, around the same amount we were going to, we were going to offer him. So pay attention to Edison. He might, we might have a realistic shot of getting Edison. Do we not need to take our source to the, to the river out back? Like, was he actually okay? Is this, is this rumor still to, uh, alive? I don't know. Maybe, 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 yeah, maybe we, maybe we write an apology letter. Maybe, maybe uh, write it to his family or something. We'll see what happens. I mean, uh, we would love to have him. If you if don't know could. what we're talking about, listen to the Inter Miami podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go, go back a few episodes and uh, listen, so you can get the the long running deep jokes we we make. You know, we we make some some very you know service level jokes. So everyone can get it. But if you really want to just. Get deep. You got to listen to all the episodes. Um, but that is basically it. So, again, Leo Messi, just that one's not a high percentage. Luis Suarez, I feel pretty pretty good. Like, there's a, a shot we could get him. And then Edison Gavani, well, let's just see what happens. Maybe we re-engage him. Uh, maybe we don't. And then um, just since everyone's happy that the MLS is back, outside of a tournament, back into regular season play, just wanted to give a quick rundown of the games this weekend and the results. So, Toronto beat Vancouver 3-0. Uh, New York Red Bulls took down rival NYCFC 1-0. Columbus Crew keeps rolling with a 3-0 win over Chicago. New England and Philly drew it out 0-0. Cincinnati, D.C. United, same thing, 0-0. Sporting KC took down Minnesota. I think we watched that game, uh, 2-1. FC Dallas and Houston, Battle of Texas, ended 0-0. Uh, Toronto beat Vancouver. I'm pretty sure I already said that one. Yep. Um, <laughs> Atlanta, 2-0 over Nashville. And, of course, our boys, Miami, 3-2 over Orlando SC. And, of course, the game you bet on. Let's go ahead and bring it up. LAFC 
fell to the galaxy. I had a three-team parlay I, sitting. I told you LAFC was going to win that game. I hate you. You heard me say that. And if you know anything, you will pick the team that I'm not picking. <laughs> so, yeah, Jay, I'm, I'm curious. So we've got to talk after the podcast. People don't want to bore it. But I'm, I'm wondering, who are you going to take in these games? Because I'm going to swing money the opposite way. But yeah, I'm going to start doing it. I'm, if, I, if I say something on this podcast <laughs> or in a text message to you, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put money on the other team. Maybe that's why you should start following our IG. Maybe Jay will start giving out his picks so everyone can start betting against him and make a crap load of money. Sounds like a good idea to me. It really could be. I, I did say Byron's going to win today, so I'm probably going to walk downstairs after this and see <laughs> PSG up 7-2. to two. So, you know. Anyway, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back with you uh, most likely right after the Atlanta United game, and we will be out there getting rowdy with the supporters groups. But uh, as always, again, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for that exclusive live action of us at these events. Uh, check out the website, intermindypodcast.com, and shoot us an email, Jay and Alex at intermindypodcast.com. Yeah, it feels super amazing to be with everybody today and through the week. This just, just soak it in, everybody. This has got to feel pretty good. This has got to feel great for all the Inter Miami fans out there. But again, there is much work to be done. It feels good. Let's enjoy it. But we're back to work on Wednesday, everybody. So like Jay said, I'm Alex Papa George. This is Mr. Jay Kington. And as we leave every show, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. We get them dubs down here, baby.